It doesn't seem that long ago. But it's been more than a year since we were in our office together. These tables were the centers of discussions about our work, what we could improve on, and how best we could help bicycle retailers tackle the challenges of the day. And then they weren't. Smart Detailing started 100% work from home in 1999, so we're good at that part. But there was something about those impromptu gatherings around our tables and desks that produced creative answers to questions in the moment that we want to recreate virtually. So here's what we're calling up next. A video podcast where we'll circle up and find a fresh take on the challenges of our clients and our industry. Let's see what's up next. Um, so, I mean, Susie, we're struggling. You know, a lot of the clients are struggling with inventory. We know we know supply's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we seeing from the marketing team? Because I know there's retailers are having success. I mean, I see the sales numbers. What are they leaning on for that? If if they're not marketing like they usually do. Yeah, the the clients that I can think of, you know, are still working on trying to like actively train their customers on how they can shop for bikes online, um, help guide them to the right size, guide them to available inventory, help keep them up to date on what is coming into the store. Um, and then of course is like, what do you need now that you have a bike? Or maybe you've bought a bike in the past year in this crazy rush. How do we make sure that every ride is great? You have what you need. You're, you're well informed on how to care for your bike. So Content like that is doing well. Um, a lot of retailers are still sticking with, you know, a weekly email to stay top of mind, keep capturing uh, shoppers' attention, you know, all that yeah. good stuff. Doesn't that, Ryan, doesn't that lead lead towards, there, there's a thing about we've got all these new cyclists in the market, these new riders, um, mm-hmm. people that have rediscovered being outside and the freedom and all that good stuff. How, how do we yeah. how do we pull that into the equation? I, th- I think that's the right question to ask, Mark. And, and I, again, you know, we certainly want to talk about the business aspects, um, kind of more localized for for any one individual business. But you know, we we we've we've all invited you know millions of new people into the sport, and every single business across retail across the IBD channel, we we need to be focused on keeping these riders engaged. Because this is a once in a generation moment that we've had, and the more of these riders that we can keep in the sport, it's going to be such a healthy um, uh, change for all of our businesses. Yeah. And so, keeping people engaged and um, uh, and progressing with the sport is way better than having a bunch of bikes get hung uh, on a garage hook and not pulled out until they get sold on Craigslist twenty years from now. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing is, and it's not just cycling either. So I think part of the equation for our clients is, you know, now we're competing against other outdoor sports and activities too. And some of our clients play in all those and some of those other uh, channels or other markets. But, you know, we've been competing against video games for a while, at least with kids. Uh, now, now it's kayaks and uh, other outdoor ac- activities. So I think you're right. That's that's the key is how do we engage those and keep them, like Susie said, top of mind for, for each client. Um, that's that's the big piece these days, I think. When you use the, the word competition, like, like business has always been competition, but right now we're, yeah, we're competing with all these other sports and, 
And I think it's important to know that at this time of, you know, what we'll call abundance, where there's just, you know, really more demand than supply, uh, you can maybe lose sight of the fact that, the, that, that, that you're, you're still competing for that, that, that long-term loyalty. And so there's that real balance for businesses today is how do you, how do you solve, meet the challenges of the day while making the appropriate investments and choices today to support your long-term business needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause it does, it can feel a little bit like, well, goodness, I can sell everything I got. I'm backed up for a month on repairs. Why would I bother? There's yeah. a great reason to bother um, mm-hmm. in order to make this stick, you know, because the pie is huge. I mean, we don't have many grow the pie moments in the industry. The pie is a lot bigger now um, and you want to get those pieces of it. Um, it's just not that common for, for the demand itself, not just a change along the curve, but the actual demand for the, the products and services. That's, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, and also the piece that we've, I think we've talked about as a team where you hear retailers say like, well, I'm getting all of this business. Why should I try to market? It's like, mm-hmm. well, then everyone else is getting that as well. Yeah. So when it deflates, are you still there? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You know, and I, I, am I the only one on this call who has also picked up new hobbies uh, over the last year? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and especially with online shopping, I, I I hate to admit that I sometimes have boxes show up at the front door, and I can't quite remember what's in them. Um, but yeah, but regardless, you know, I'm 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 doing business with a lot of new retailers, mm-hmm. and. You know, I get a lot of emails in there and they're competing for my attention. And yes, I don't open all of them, but some of them do trigger ideas. And especially the more that, that are like personalized and they know what I've been looking at and they know what, you know, what categories I'm in, it might get me back to their website. And so it's also it's what you said earlier, Mark, you know, it's, it's you and kayaks, you know, it's you and gardening or home maintenance or um, photography. So you really need to stay in front. Photography. Cool. I thought you were saying bearding. Uh, well, oh no, that is too. I, I, I did beard. Uh, that didn't cost anything though. Uh, that was that was a free hobby. Mine's free uh, too. I guess I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, well, I guess I did I, buy. I, I, I did buy my monthly some, uh, balm and oils budget is is <laughs> kind of stacking up. I was going to say you turned me on to the on. Uh, is it honest Amish? So I've got some of that. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm. Getting a new camera, been doing more photography, learning that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, but you're right. It's all over the place. And and thing is, we do internally. I'm looking at some of that communication that I see pulling my attention as ways I can use that to help our clients. I think Susie does the same thing. You're on who knows how many email lists for that one reason, just to make sure we're seeing what's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I also love how loyalty marketing is so much more than selling products. Of course, that's, that's the first thing people want to make sure that they're getting a return on their investment in marketing. But it's a great way for our retailers and us as a company to connect with our market when in between purchases. Um, I think people see marketing as expensive, but you could also look at it as a way of like, well, this is can be kind of your silent salesperson. It's a way to educate your customers, reinforce that you are an expert in what you're offering products or services, um, and not take up your salespeople or your mechanics time, you know? Yeah. I mean, we know these, we know, we know a lot of these new cyclists are out there, they're engaging with the sport, they're riding their bike. Mm-hmm. They've got questions, you know, and, and, 
And these questions that they have are intuitive to us. Like we're, you know, the bike bike shops in particular in the business of helping people get comfortable and developing with the sport. And so, like you said, Susie, it's like, it's, it's not always about landing that immediate sale. Um, but, but it's also this, you know, building the community community and selling aren't decoupled either. Like we have to focus on customer lifetime value and, and yes, every single email isn't going to show you that that positive return on investment. But if you can get two more transactions from a customer in a year or 20 more over their lifetime and you get their next bike upgrade, that adds up for any shop. Yeah. Well, like you said, one or two more because the average transaction value these days has gone up tremendously as well. Excellent. What else? What else can we add to that equation? This has been good. Um, I think it could be more cost efficient as well. So, um, you know, selling to a customer you already have is easier than attracting an, a new customer. I think that's an important piece. Yeah. That's a, a big piece now because a lot of these customers our clients got because of external reasons, you know, the pandemic mm-hmm. itself. So the more you can hang on to those, that just means the overall acquisition cost and the cost of your sales goes down over the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a huge opportunity here to, it's not just, I mean, we can look at it lots of ways, but not only to help, you know, keep these, these new cyclists as customers, but also like get them invested in their community, give them the best chance of sticking with this sport, connecting with other people in their community, things like that. Excellent. All right. Well, this has been fun. I had something I was going to say, but bet my my puppy has started snoring, and I, and I completely lost my train of thought. Well, that's more more pandemic activity. You got of course it wasn't just the pandemic, but you you got extra. How's the puppy doing? Yeah, we fantastic. Yeah, and we and we our household grew by two dogs over the last year, <laughs> uh, but the puppy is fantastic, uh, and she's been a, a, a very good business partner over the last couple of months. And, and she likes you pretty well. I know you have trouble with that. Thankfully, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You both know that I've had a really bad luck with dogs in our household. Uh, yeah, I came back from a long weekend, and the the, the oldest dog promptly bit my foot. Uh, nice. So I like. Why yeah. are you here? <laughs> exactly, Susie. How's Clementine doing? I miss Clementine. Miss Clementine is doing great. She is sticking her face out the curtains in the front of the house right now. <laughs> Excellent. I don't think Watts misses her. Um, but he does she miss the office. You know, okay. it was always a one-way relationship with those two. <laughs> yeah. All right, great. This has been fun. We'll uh, we'll circle up later and see what's up next. Okay. Cheers. Great to talk. Bye. Bye. Bye.